Welcome to Lamb of God Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. We're continuing in our series on the heart of Christ. And we'll be in 1 John 2 and verse 2. 1 John 2, verses 1 and 2. The heart of Christ as our advocate. The heart of Christ is our advocate. Let me read the text. My dear children, I write this to you that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father, or we have an advocate with the Father in our defense. Jesus Christ, the righteous one, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. There were three businessmen and a lawyer who one was Cuban, one was American, and the lawyer was American. The Russian pulled out a bottle of vodka and drank about half of it and threw it out the window. The American businessman said, why are you wasting this drink? Your country is having trouble economically. Why would you be so wasteful? Russian said, oh, we make so much vodka. There's more vodka than anybody could possibly drink. The Cuban lit up a big cigar, smoked about half of it, threw it out the window. American businessman said, how could you waste this cigar? Your country's in destitution. There's all tobaccos everywhere. American businessman looked around, looked in the room, and picked up the American lawyer and threw him out the window. So uh, it's hard to tell if you like that joke or not through a live stream. But the point was this, that there is abundance of lawyers in America. We often love to make lawyer jokes. Pardon, Nicholas, if you're watching. But in the sense today, we have a lawyer who's operating on our behalf. The Bible calls him our advocate or paraclete. And he's operating in, in defense, in our case, at our worst moments. So what does it mean for Christ to be our advocate? It means that he is associated with us legally. It is a legal term, but he expresses deep solidarity with our burdens and our pain and our fears and our struggles. An advocate is one who pleads our cause. And the cause that needs to be pleaded is the sin that's in my life even after I'm a Christian, even after I've failed, even after I've grossly failed. So what does an advocate do? Jesus, our advocate, do in heaven. Jesus shares our, has shared our actual experience. He knows our struggles, our temptations, Hebrews 2, I'm sorry, Hebrews 4, 15. He feels what we feel. He draws near and he speaks on our behalf. Hebrews 4 says he's been tempted in every way as we are yet without sin. And thus, he knows how to sympathize with, with us and our weaknesses. Since he was sinless, some people have questioned how much temptation he could have actually felt. He actually would have felt greater temptation than us. We are tempted and we fail and it's over. 
Jesus never fails, and he keeps plowing the ground and moving ahead and feels even greater temptation than we have ever experienced or known. Say, for instance, say you're running, but every time you run, you get to three miles and you quit. You've never known the uh, temptation to quit at 20 miles or 15 miles. All you've known is three is enough and I quit. Jesus ran the Christian life. He ran it to his fullest and he never gave in to the enemy. He never gave in to his flesh. He knows the full weight of temptation coming against him and he knows and he knows how to sympathize with your weakness. And therefore, he's your advocate. He's the one who's speaking on your behalf. He knows your decorous darkness pain. So we mentioned last week, Satan likes to take our sins and use them as accusations in the court of heaven. He points out our failings and all the breakings of the law, all our selfishness and pride. and says he or she must be punished. Our advocate steps forward, who has taken our pain and is our righteousness, and he pleads our case on our behalf. So he feels what we feel. He speaks on our behalf. So who is this advocate for? It's for any believer. Any believer can have and know and experience an advocate with the Father. Theologian Charles Hodge put it this way. In court, when you go to a legal proceeding and your lawyer is there on your behalf, you actually disappear, in a sense, into your lawyer. You, If you stammer, but your lawyer is eloquent, you look eloquent. If you are ignorant, but your lawyer is brilliant, Guess who looks brilliant? You do. In some cases, you not may be required to speak or even be personally in court. Your attorney appears in your place as your substitute. So what you look like in court is whatever your advocate or your lawyer looks like. Advocate in heaven is Jesus Christ. And Christ understands your pain because he was one with us, experienced all our weaknesses and all our temptations yet without sin. How does he help us? How does this advocate help us? First, we have, first, what is an advocate? He speaks and pleads in our behalf. Two, what does an advocate do? He shares our deepest experiences and is one with us and takes our place. And what is the advocate, who is the advocate for? Anyone who believes and looks to Christ. And what, how does this advocate help us? He is our righteous one. We're not righteous. We still fail. Our best repentance is still flawed. In fact, it's still hopeless in getting right with God through even our own repentance because it's mirrored and spotted and, and mixed motivations. But Jesus sought us out. He won our hearts and provided for us his righteousness. Romans 4 tells us as we look to him, we received his righteousness. We are righteous by faith. Christ, our advocate, stands and pleads our right standing before God, even though after we've become Christians, we may have committed a great sin. Christ, our advocate, acts when he's most needed. You don't always need a lawyer. But Christ, our advocate, acts when your most difficult places, your saddest moments, your most painful failures, your most sinful thoughts. Christ, our advocate, is never away. 
during our deep personal struggles, if for the Father is he's never out of office, his voicemail is he's always available to hear our cries. His availability is never limited. So our advocate has a deep personal relationship with us. He's pleading on our behalf. He has a heart for us in our brokenness. So we should never run from Christ. We should run to him when we've most failed. I used to have been in a number of chapels, beautiful stained glass. Some so worshipful and admirable. There's a few I've seen where Jesus sits in a chair as king with crown, but he looks snarly, looks irritated, looks like some. Looks like if you touch the wrong thing in the chapel, he might hit you with a hammer. And sometimes that's what we feel when we most fail. We run from him. We run from church. We run from the sacraments. But Christ is our advocate. He pleads our case with the Father that we are righteous because we're in him. He's the righteous one. Look at the verses again. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father. We have an advocate with the Father in most translations. In our defense, what is he defending us from? He's died for us. He's risen again. We've received his righteousness. We're in him. We're not to be rejected. Jesus Christ, the righteous one, we're righteous because he's righteous and he's made us righteous. Does this make light of sin? No. We do have an advocate with the Father. We can go to the know that we can we can be and still be in right standing with God. He is our propitiation. He's the absorbs God's rightful wrath against sin. There is a wrath of God, but this wrath of God is not capricious. It's not angry. It's not that he's ticked off. It's a holy antagonism against sin. And Jesus paid the price to suffer that antagonism for our sin that we might be set free. He did it for not only for us, but for the whole world. Anyone who believes will receive the righteousness of Christ. Romans 1, 17 and 18. So when we've depended on a substance instead of God, maybe we've gotten drunk or high. When we've been impatient and lose our temper, when we people please and lie to gain their favor, when we're resentful and slander someone else's character, when we pretend, uh, depend on games and internet and movies to fill the hole in our heart, look to him. His righteousness is mine. He's continued to be a son of God. He is not to be rejected. It is the heart of Christ to speak for you and me even when we're at our lowest point and even in our greatest failure. Turn with me to 1 John, staying in 1 John chapter 5. Let's go down to verse 3. This is love of God for us, to obey his commands. And his commands are not a burden. For everyone who is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. You have faith. There's provision to overcome. That provision is given to you in Christ. As a result of Christ, you have a victory, and that victory enables you to obey his commands. 
But the reminder is, in 1 John chapter 1, if we claim to be without sin, uh, chapter 1, verse, uh, 1 John 1, 10, if we claim we have not sinned and taken to be a liar and his word has no place in us, but my dear children, I write this to you that you will not sin. First and foremost, our desire is to live a holy life. But second, when we fail, there is an advocate with the Father and his heart is for us. And when we've most grossly failed, don't run away, don't run and hide, don't play games, don't look to the world for satisfaction and fulfillment, look to Christ. Because he's your advocate. He will stand in your place and plead your cause. He gives you his righteousness and you will be declared holy in the heavenly court of law. And the enemy's accusations against you fall to the ground because Jesus has already paid the price. Jesus is just and righteous, faithful and just. All justice has been made for the sin that you've committed. And he's faithful in that he's completed the work and done the task. And as he's done this, he will forgive you. And you can find new hope, new joy, new fulfillment, new intimacy in the Lord. It's never God's will for us to sin. But if we sin and repent, God can take our very failure and use it for our good. To help us to be more sensitive to those who struggle. Help us to be more intimate with our Lord Jesus. Help us to be more aware of what he's done for us in the cross. And help us to be dependent on him for our right standing with God. Let him be your advocate today. Know his heart for you is to be in intimate relationship with him. Don't hide. Don't cover your tracks. Don't lie. Be holy and heartful, filled toward Jesus and your commitment and passion toward Jesus. And he will plead on your case and draw you near to the Heavenly Father. And you can know you're in right standing with him. Remember, your relationship is with the Lord is not based on your performance, but based on Christ's performance for you on the cross. Jesus, your advocate, this is his heart for you. He pleads your case at your worst and darkest moments. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that even right now, no matter what we've done, no matter how much we deserve to be kicked out of heaven, Lord Jesus, you're standing there pleading our case because you are just and righteous and you have made the way for us. And because of you, we're in right standing with the Lord. And we continue to be even in the midst of our failings and struggles. Lord, help us to know, even when we're at our lowest point, that you're not rejecting us. But Lord, that we have an advocate with you and that he pleads our case. And you joyfully hear his plea and continue to allow us to be sons of God. We thank you in Jesus' most blessed name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week. Hope to see you next time.